0: Welcome to the very first episode of the Transform Your Business podcast, where we bring you insightful conversations with rockstar people who actually have the substance to help you grow your business digitally. Today, we have an exciting guest who needs no introduction, but we're going to give him one anyway. It's none other than Frank Zingini, the founder and CEO of AVI. Fun fact, Frank's also my boss, so no pressure there, right? Now, we made a rule for this podcast that there must be no snooze fest episodes. There's enough of those podcasts out there. And I must say, at least for this episode we stuck to that rule. Frank has been in the digital game for over 40 years, which means he's seen it all. He's built digital products from scratch. He's advised companies. He's even taken startups all the way through acquisition. And if that's not impressive enough, he's also the mastermind behind digital business building, a unique approach that we're going to dive into today. So get ready to be wowed by Frank's wisdom and insights. I couldn't think of a better guest to kick off our podcast journey. So let's get started. So I couldn't think of a better guest to have on our inaugural episode than the CEO of Applied Visions, Frank Zingini, who's been doing this for more than 30 years. So Frank, thanks for joining us today. Hey, it's a pleasure to be here, Jim. And so, you know, today we're going to talk about building a digital business, right? And the the entire premise of the podcast is to transform your business. And we talk about digital business building. And so that kind of seems like the most natural place for us to start. So I guess kind of starting out, you know, talking about defining what digital business building is you know to me it's you know i look at it like the future of how technology is actually going to be built you know like and what we're doing is using a specific framework to decommoditize the business you know build unique value for your market um understand really how to articulate and sell the value and then make sure you can continue growing scale you know your customers as you grow but i want to hear from you
1: that's a great perspective jim and and you hit something very important there and yes we've been building technology for 30 years but it's more important really to build your business. And what a lot of people don't realize that in today's world, there's no longer a difference between your product and your business. Your business is your product. Um, Whether or not you're selling something tangible or you're selling a service, whatever your product is, your customers are going to relate to your entire business as a single thing. And they're going to look at that relationship and decide, do I like working with this company or not? Do I like their product? or I like how they present their product? Do I like how they take care of me or not? And the expectations for that relationship are very, very high nowadays because everybody else in your marketplace, everybody else in your customer's world is providing this high level of connection and service through digital interactions. So when we talk about transforming your dis- business or creating a digital business, it's about taking whatever you're doing now and saying, what is the missing component here that builds a rock solid relationship with my customers, where they are interacting with me digitally through all avenues that they're used to doing, where they're able to take care of themselves, where they view my product and my business as one thing that they want to have an ongoing relationship with.
0: Let's let's slightly transition here into something that We've been hearing for years right and it's almost becoming overused to the point of a buzzword right and that's digital transformation right and so when i look at digital transformation versus digital business building again from from a non-technologist perspective and to kind of let's say dumb it down a little bit you know i look at digital transformation more like turning a toy car into a tesla right you know you're using the technology to make things easier faster and better for your customers where i think digital business building comes in is not only are you are you doing that but you're taking a lot more into consideration right so before you build the tesla we want to know what the business outcome is going to be, right? You know, what, what is, is it to, you know, increase your bottom line by 30% by, you know, going from high market to mid market, you know, things like that, right? Those real considerations. And then really understanding the niche that you're trying to serve, right? I, I see too many companies building technology and then trying to almost retrofit it to a particular niche, you know, within a market, right? And, and that doesn't really work well. So understanding who it's going to be first, right? And then knowing how to position the product specifically to that audience before you even get into MVP mode, right? And then, you know, as you bring the product to market, we want to know, you know, what's the go-to-market motion look like? And is there an ability before you even launch the product to potentially warm up your audience, get them to almost pre-buy, or at least, you know, show some pre-demand for it? Um, And then, you know, lastly, the consideration I think is often missed is the security of it, right? Building that in from the beginning. So again, it's not just the component of building technology. It's all the stuff around it that, is really the reason why you're building the technology in the first place. But I'd love to hear what you think.
1: Yeah, what you're saying is very important. And it's a subtle difference, but it's a very important one. When people talk of digital transformation, they think, well, I have a business, I have a product, and if I just put some of that digital stuff in here, it'll be so much better and my sales will go up and I'll have more customers and all that. It's not that simple. It's really changing your business. And by putting digital first and saying digital transformation, you're not even recognizing the impact on the business. You really have to come at this from a perspective of I'm reinventing my business to have a substantial digital component. Now, the underlying work is the same, but it's more a matter of perspective. And this is why we talk about Building a digital business rather than just digital transformation because it's not as easy as just throwing some digital stuff into your business and all of a sudden everything is better. You've really got to look at your entire relationship with your marketplace, with your customers and how that can work as a digital first business. And it doesn't matter whether you're selling a technology product. Or a non technology. If you're selling cheese, you still have a digital component to your business because your customers want to interact with you in the digital domain. They want you on their phones. They want you on their websites. They, they want that relationship with you because they have it with everybody else they do business with. So you have to focus on the business and how does your business change when it becomes a digital business? And that's the change in perspective on those two, those two views of the, of, of the process and you're absolutely right all those things you listed they're necessary in both cases you know understanding how to do it understanding your customer's journey how to implement that journey in the way that they want to work with you how to get it live how to make it scalable how to make it robust how to make it secure you have to do all those things no matter what you call the process but when you focus on building a digital business you're focusing on the business first and how does digital technology serve that business goal?
0: yeah, and i, I always drive it back and i ask and I ask uh, you know customers or prospective customers you know who do you define as your perfect customer right for for this technology right and and really you know what what gap in the market can you fill for them like what pain are they having that you alleviate and if it's not if it's not substantial enough to make them act or you know get out of the status quo, which is oftentimes your biggest competition then Why are you building it in the first place, right? So I think, I think asking those things before you even get to work on building the MVP or building the product, you need to understand those things, right? And then, you know, I like to take it a step further and even start to understand, you know, the marketing part of it, right? And, you know, I think people often intertwine, you know, positioning with messaging, but like the positioning goes back to the business, the business strategy, right? Which you've been talking about, and that's, you know, understanding what's the context here, what's the frame of reference, how are you different than any other, you know, any other product on the market, and As a marketing guy myself, I always look at you know, you take Salesforce, you take HubSpot, right? And when you think Salesforce, you think, okay, really robust, you know, a little bit complicated to set up and integrate, you know, it's probably for your bigger organization, right? And HubSpot could have come in and said, you know what, we're building a, you know, a CRM just to go head to head and compete with Salesforce. But they went down market to people like myself who, you know, does marketing for startups and smaller businesses who doesn't have a huge operations team. And they said, you know what, this product is for you. And you go in there, and it's it's so easy to set up campaigns and to you know, into list build and to set up nurture you know nurture tracks and all this sort of stuff that you want to do. And I think all companies should think about that before they go out and build. It's really what's unique here, right? What's the secret sauce that differentiates me from from just everyone else? Absolutely. And what you're describing is the process of
1: creating an actual digital product, and that's all extremely valid and. We can have many episodes just talking about that part of this business of turning your business into a digital product. But even if your underlying product itself is not digital, or if your underlying service is not something that can be done all digitally, you still have to go out and meet your clients. That layer of interaction with your customers in the digital domain is critical. And and you need to understand where they want to meet you. And an exercise that a a lot of business owners just fail to take, and it's a simple fundamental exercise, is to look at their own lives, who they interact with as a consumer, who they interact with as a uh, a homeowner or bank user or all the things they use in their own lives and also their business partners, look at how all those work with them in a digital way, then look at their own business and say, am I doing that for my customer?" More often than not, the answer is no. And a business owner might say, yeah, well, that's just too hard. It's "It's not too hard. It can be done. And it has to be done because if you don't do it, your competitors are going to do it. But that simple test is my treatment of my customer, even remotely as good as my bank is with me. That simple test uh, is often, often failed.
0: That's, that's great. Um, and I guess, so we've been talking about, you know, I guess how to get started, what to do. Let's talk about, you know, because I always want to make this as actionable as possible, you know, key mistakes, right? And I've, over your years, is there a type of mistake or series of mistakes that you, that you see constantly coming up that companies make that really hinder their progress or maybe even stop their projects altogether?
1: Yeah, there's a lot of them. And, you know, it sort of sounds self-serving when I talk about them, but I'm going to say it anyway. The biggest challenge to this digital business building process is a lack of appreciation for the complexity and the rigor of actually doing it. And by that, I don't mean this is so hard you couldn't understand it. It means recognizing that building the digital component of your business is about as significant as building that new factory I talked about earlier, or modernizing your shop floor, or any other process that you would naturally think, well, that that's complex work and that requires some rigor and that requires some professionalism and there's a certain way to do that. There's this unfortunate feeling that has grown up around digital technology that because almost anyone can claim that they do it, they can do it. And there's a lot of people who claim they can do this who can't. It should be easy and it should be cheap and it should be fast. And, you know, you may hear some story about, oh, a guy I know, you know, did this in a week. Why are you telling me it's going to take a year? You have to recognize that this is a substantial investment in your business in terms of time, in terms of money, and in terms of opportunity. That if you go down this path and you approach it in a a certain way, you're not doing an infinite number of other things. So you've made a choice that I'm going to go down this path and down this way. If you give it short shrift, if you don't give it the respect and the discipline and the rigor it deserves, you're going to hurt yourself. And that's probably the biggest mistake. And again, it sounds self-serving because, yeah, I'm saying you need to deal with a professional, whether it's us or some other company, and there's plenty of them. You have to deal with professionals who know how to do this and apply the time and the resources necessary to do it right and to do it in a way where you can see where you're going and achieve your vision. And that's the perspective of, well, it's just an app or looking at the app in isolation as well, I just need an app and then everything else will be better is where it falls down. Um, You know, like saying, I just need a perfect salesperson. So let me just go hire the first salesperson who walks in the door. You're not going to do that. You're an experienced business owner. You're going to really work hard to find the right salesperson. You're going to make sure you have the right sales processes within which they can work so you can mine and so forth. You're going to give that some rigor. You can't just turn around and say, I need an app and I, I know a guy who can write an app. You know, TikTok, as you said, it's an app. It's a cool, there's a whole business behind it. But what you see on the surface is just the app. You need to understand that if your business can benefit from having that digital connection to your customer, and that digital connection is best served by an app, great. Now you have to build that whole thing into your business process.
0: Right. And it's so, I guess um, let's talk a little bit about maybe just the the three vectors of what would, what would make sense to actually build a product. Right. And for me, it's you know it either drives revenue. Um, it increases the efficiency and therefore perhaps limits the amount of people you need to work on a certain thing right within your business. Or it really, you know, it, it pleases your customers, right? Delights your customers on the back end, right? Is there one particular area of those where you think, you know what, it's more important to go for it than another? Or do you think that, you know, they're all kind of equally important the way, uh, the way business works today?
1: Well, they're all intertwined. Um, delighting your customers is a wonderful thing. But why do you want to do that? Well, presumably because your competitor is also working on delighting your customers and would love to take your customers away. So that's the first step. You want to retain your customers, and maybe you want to get new ones. So customer delight is critical. But then again, you may be in a business where you have a captive audience, and you know, there's delight, and then there's satisfaction, and you know, there's, there's sort of a, you know, layers of that but in the end, you want your customers to be happy with you as a business partner because they almost always have other choices. Um, Growing the revenue, well, that's part of that, right? It's it's making your product or service sufficiently attractive so that more people want to use it. Um, The efficiency thing is, is... is critical in a number of different ways. And traditionally, when we think of IT and technology, it's always been from a sort of process efficiency basis. What can we do in the back office to make it better so I can lay off a bunch of people and still get the same amount of business? And that hasn't gone away. That's all still part of building a digital business. The difference in recent years is a lot of that becomes transparent to your customers. The the concept of people self-serving, being able to manage their own accounts. I personally, as a consumer, get really annoyed if I'm dealing with a business that won't let me go in and check my most recent order, or find the thing that I ordered three months ago, or see what my account balance is, or any manner of self-service. I just take for granted now that any business that I work with as a consumer or as a business partner would have that, and I find myself disappointed if they don't. Um, So... In terms of expanding revenue, that's a key part of it. And it all boils down to, again, is what are your competitors doing? What is your marketplace demanding? Uh, you don't want people walking away from you because they tried working with you and it's just too hard. They don't want to pick up the phone and sit on hold for a while or send an email. Or whatever They want to be able to take care of themselves. You have to be sensitive to what your source of revenue is and how sensitive how sensitive it is to those sorts of failings. Now, there's also what new avenues of revenue can you open once you have this digital thing? And that's a much longer discussion and does differ business to business. But if a a business owner looks at what they do and says, if I actually had this relationship with my customers, what might I do differently? Not just help them self-serve, not just increase the efficiency, allow me to do more revenue with fewer people and all those good things. But what other opportunities does it open up that I didn't have previously? Maybe it's geographic. As I said earlier with the service business, if I have a personal service business and I work with people locally, but I have value to offer everybody else in the world, maybe it's different. It's not the one-on-one face-to-face work I'm so good at with my customers, but I can take some subset of my knowledge and make that available to the rest of the world in this digital layer and bring in customers I never had before. So all of those things are critical. I mean, the answer is, yeah, all three of the things you listed are important. You have to look at each one differently based on what your business is and who your customer is, but they're all important.
0: Yeah. And one last topic before we, uh, before we break off here, um, you know, one thing that I think is, is still a problem, particularly more for traditional analog businesses is, and it's kind of excuse, right? Like, this doesn't work for me, right? It seems to work for every other business in the world, but this this, this doesn't fit my business model. This doesn't work for me, right? Um, how do you answer that? You know, people that say, I don't need this in my business. You know, we're fine the way we are. We're trudging along. We're a networking first business. I got to touch and talk to everybody. Do you think there are still businesses like that? There certainly are. Um,
1: I guess my first answer would be if you're happy with the way your business is now, why change it? Why make that investment? Are there businesses where they just fundamentally are not open to a digital relationship? Yeah. uh, My car mechanic, um, he doesn't feel the need to have a web portal where I can log in and see if he's done changing my tires yet. He just waits for me to call him up or he calls me and he's content and he's doing enough cars and he's happy. There's plenty of businesses that don't need a digital layer, don't need to become digital businesses, as long as the business owners are happy with what they've got and just want to keep doing that. It's not something you, you'd you force on people. Their customers start forcing it on them. It's different. If customers are saying, I don't understand why I can't do this with you when I can do it with all these other companies, you have to respond to your customers. The point you made earlier about your exit is something we actually see quite a lot of, and it's interesting, mature companies, 25, 30-year-old companies that are doing a successful business, whether they be a manufacturer or a service business or some other business, are reaching the point where owners are thinking about retirement or exit, and they go out to the marketplace with their business, and they'll hire a broker, and the broker comes back and says, well, we looked at your marketplace, and you've got all these other businesses in your space that are doing all these other things that you don't do. Your valuation is going to take a hit, So if your competitors who have all these digital components of business, we're giving them all pick a number, you know, 12 X EBITDA valuations because of this side or the other reason. And you don't have that Frank. Um, so, you know, your valuation, we're going to take you to market at five X because you're a, I love your phrase analog business. You're, you're a traditional old school old world business. You don't have these things that the marketplace is now demanding. So your valuation is going to feel that hit. And it's something that people ought to think about, not only competing with other companies for the business they have now, but making sure they can compete when they wanna exit and have the, the modern capabilities that the marketplace is expecting.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, Frank, this has been great. And I again, I couldn't have imagined someone better to kick us off on transforming Your Business, though so, thank you so much for joining us today. I hope, uh, hope everyone got a lot out of this. I, I sure did, so thank you.
1: Thank you, Jim. This has been great, and I'm looking forward to the series.